Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. So glad you are spending your evening hanging out with us here on Tech 5 Radio. This is Jonathan Kirsten. And this is Audrey Russo. And Audrey, my goodness, so many cool events are happening at the Pittsburgh Technology Council. I know last week we kind of nerded out about the fact that next week, on the 30th of January is our Beyond Big Data AI Machine Learning Summit. It's a big deal. I mean, heavy hitters, absolute heavy hitters coming in for this event. Absolutely. And really can't tell me, go register for this event, check it out. Because whether you want to learn about what's going on with AI, with big data, or you want to get in some more advanced type tracks, we got it all covered for you guys. But we got other events on top of that, which I think are pretty exciting. I know, Audrey, you've been the biggest proponent of this since you came to the council with spinning up our creative industries network. And we've kind of breathed new life into it. Yeah, Back in the excited. fall of 19 going into now, and just trying to bring in some of the sharpest marketing minds, not just in Pittsburgh, but around the world. Right. So we have our first, we have um, the C. Emo, yes. Chief Marketing Officer of Poshmark. I know. I know. And Poshmark, what's so fascinating about Poshmark is there's like a huge underbelly of a community that supports Poshmark, like I people know. who work full-time. I mean, I wish yeah. I had the wherewithal to, to be able to do, <laughs> do a ways to sell <laughs> and, and transfer yeah. goods and in the, in, in the well, notion of so, reuse. So give me up to speed a little bit. I, just, I know a little bit about Poshmark. So Poshmark is one of these sites where basically – Someone goes out and they they basically it's a place to, to buy vintage clothing, right? Well, vintage whatever. Vintage mm-hmm. whatever. Okay. Right. And so people that make money on Poshmark actually go and find the stuff and then sell it through Poshmark and then get their margin on it that way, right? Or right. Okay. I mean, so you might have things in your closet, Jonathan, knowing that you might that are in your closet that are in good condition, right? That you think you can clean them up and you can sell, right? So sometimes like people I, have I, antique things. Okay. Sometimes people have clothing that was just worn Ooh, once. What about antique lamps? I imagine that you could do that. Okay, because I had a lot of antique lamps I could get rid of. Well, the point is is that yeah. this whole world of needing to buy new things, the Poshmark community is about reuse. I like that. It's great for the environment. And it's great for people just using and reusing right. things and clothing, et cetera. Cause and I now guess, there are people who are aficionados for a particular kind of right. era or genre, genre or right. s- some sort of um, – you know, styling. I bet you there's like folks that just nerd out nothing but like leather jackets, right? Right. And you can probably find some old 50-year-old leather jacket that right. maybe was sitting in the back mm-hmm. of a closet and you're like, ah, maybe I should throw this out. But the cool part about yeah. Poshmark, Poshmark is that there's communities. There's communities of interest. Okay. And so that you may have like a bunch of friends that you're networked with. Right. That you can help augment one another in terms of what you're looking for and what you're buying and how you're talking about things and how you're positioning yourself exactly. on Poshmark. So again, it is a platform similar to like a Twitter that you can use to extend your voice, but now you're actually doing it to extend 
products. And make some money at it while you're, oh, while yeah. you're doing it too. And make money. Absolutely. Very Absolutely. Cool. Great for baby clothes. I mean there isn't a person right. that there's not something for them on Poshmark. So, so we how, have a chance yeah. for the chief marketing officer to come in. He's Steve, not spent some yeah. time in Pittsburgh. It will be great to hear what kinds of things they're working on. He's very interested in understanding what's happening here in Pittsburgh. Well, that's what's so cool. So we have Stephen Young coming to town. He can actually see what's happening here in Pittsburgh's tech sector. And he's hanging out with us. That's happening on February 6th. And uh, you, listener out there listening to Tech Vibe Radio, you can be part of this event. Check it out. Yeah. Shake hands with Steve and learn more about how Poshmark works. And there might be yeah. opportunities for your solutions or for a way exactly. to build relationships. So remember, when we're talking about events, we're actually talking about strategic ways for businesses to collaborate, to have strategic partnerships, to look for investors, and to look for perhaps advisors or mentors. That's what we do. And these kinds of events that we're talking about right now, whether it's Beyond Big Data, even even our CIO event, Chief Information Officer and Security Officers, yep. Yep. they're the people who actually hold the purses for many of the kinds of products that other people are either selling or building. So Absolutely. these are opportunities not only to celebrate people's successes, such as we have coming up in our Chief Information Officer sort of gala hoopla. And it is a hoopla. It's a big night and people show up. Oh, yeah. And, you know, well, lots of fun. It's April 21st but this it's year. it's also an opportunity <laughs> yeah. to connect with people who are buying, who are hiring, who are looking at what is the, what's the future for innovation. It's more than just so going to the event. It's just go, not exactly. more than going to an event. And you've always said it's, it's not didactic. This is not just one way no, out. This is a back is and forth experience where you get value out mm-hmm. of it. I think it's important. And that's what we take pride on. Exactly. Which I find it hard to believe our 2020 CIO of the Year Awards is happening on the 21st of April. It seems like far away when the weather's going to be getting nicer. It'll be here before you know it because – that's just the way it's been rolling, Audrey. It's been moving by way too fast. I'm really pumped up about these events that are kind of coming up, especially yeah. Poshmark. Like that, I can't. I need to go and learn more about that because maybe we can I get Steve to stop by the show and talk to us a little bit. Yeah, so I, I think he'd be open to that. So yeah. we're excited about it. So Audrey, tonight on our show, we have a really good friend stopping by. We have Emily Mercurio from Civic Mapper hanging out with us. She's too much fun. Like she I said, really is, and she's a PhD in geology. She is so one of the smartest is. women I know, absolutely. And she's building this company, literally brick by brick, and just doing great stuff around geospatial technology. And Audrey, she authored a really cool LinkedIn article. We're actually going to print it in TEQ. It'll be on our website, detailing Pittsburgh as an epicenter of geospatial and mapping technology. You know, it goes back to Lewis and Clark back in 1803. We forget that they kind of launched from Pittsburgh, you know, to go kind of map the rest of the United States. Little it's, little project back then. It's a little project, <laughs> you know, right? It, 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 it's just one more instance how Pittsburgh's kind of been at the forefront of lots of really foundational technologies. So I'm really excited to talk to her. And Audrey, you know me. I'm always out and about grabbing interviews whenever and however I can. So on tonight's show, we have Aspirant stopping by. They just acquired an HR consultancy, which they're excited about, to add a new level of service to what they offer their customers. And we also have Involta stopping by. Those guys are always shaken up when it comes to all things cloud computing. So I'm really happy to have them stop by and uh, talk about what they're up to and how they're growing in Pittsburgh. So those guys stopped by our Bank podcast studio, and I grab some interviews with them as I tend to do because so many people, so many people, Audrey, so many stories. Only two of us. We can't always just be in the same, in the same studio at the same time together. So we have to sometimes divide and conquer, right? Absolutely, that's our it's motto great. here on it Tech Vibe Radio. One story at a time. <laughs> all on everyone's behalf to make sure that Pittsburgh's an incredible place for tech and innovation. Very much so. So, Audrey, with it being like the end of January, I feel like we're we're, we're trucking along quite well. I'm excited. 
about our Cellular Day Awards. I can't believe that's just a few months away. And, of course, Poshmark happening on the 6th. And i got to remind everybody, there's still time to register for the Beyond Big Data event. That's happening on the 30th, just a little more than a week away. So if you go to pghtech.org, check it out, sign up, be a part of what's going on here in Pittsburgh's tech sector. And, Andy, what would you say? We've got a minute or so before we got to go to, to break. When people join the Tech Council, what would you say is one of the top services people are really log, really, really kind of well, lobbing onto these things. One of the things is that our team deeply cares and is measured about on impact. And impact means how to get the companies that are members. So remember, right. we're not an individual membership. We Companies join. Right. And companies join, and obviously we have four pillars. Most important thing is connecting people to customers, to investors, and to strategic partners. That's what we do at each and every event. Of course, we care about public policy because we want to make sure that the landscape here is incredible to do business. And we also want to figure out some ways to help companies attract talent. All the way around. That's what matters to us. And what matters is that when we do events, we use that as a platform for those further to further that agenda so that your company can be amazing. Absolutely. I always say it's never too late to join up and hang out and really be part of what's making Pittsburgh great. Hey, keep your dial tuned right here to Tech Vibe Radio. We've got a ton more coming your way. This is Jonathan Kirsting. And this is Audrey Russo. Go to pghtech.org for more. Welcome back. So glad you're spending your Wednesday evening hanging out with us here on Tech Vibe Radio. This is Jonathan Kirsting with the Pittsburgh Technology Council. We always love hanging out in the Huntington Bank podcast studio, making this stuff happen. And so we've got a great story happening with us tonight. One of the best things about doing Tech Vibe is we get to cover companies that are just moving and grooving. They're growing, acquiring other companies. And we've got such a story tonight. We have Aspirant hanging out with us tonight. And they actually just acquired a, 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 an HR uh, company uh, that, that I think is just a really exciting thing, a company called HR Imagined. And they just kind of came together so they can kind of each expand each other's portfolio. I think it's a great success story for Pittsburgh. And I'm excited to talk to the two women behind this tonight. So let's start with some introductions. Let's start with Aspirant. So who do we have with us tonight on Tech Vibe Radio? Hi, this is Judy Johnson. I'm Vice President of Organizational Effectiveness at Aspirant. Very, very cool. And, of course, with HR Imagined. Hi, this is Cheryl Paxton-Hughes, a former president of HR Imagined, now a engagement manager with Aspirant. You said former. What does that feel like? <laughs> um, it feels the same exact uh, way that I the, the day before I was the president. Absolutely. So, yeah. that's, that's very cool. I'm, I'm really excited to hear about this acquisition. I think it's really cool when a company comes and says, hey, you'd be very additive to what we do. And you're like, yeah, I'd probably be very additive to what you do. And you kind of come together to make it happen. So before we get into that story, let's quickly talk about what Aspirant does. Give us the quick elevator pitch on that. Yeah, Aspirin is a management consulting firm headquartered right here uh, in Nova Place on the yes. north side. You're our next door neighbors here yeah, at the Tech Council. Yeah, neighbors. It's great. Um, see you in the cafeteria. I do. <laughs> I thought I saw an eco piece the other day. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, and so we're a management uh, consulting and technology firm, and we, uh, we work in the spaces of strategy, operational uh, improvements, organizational effectiveness, marketing, and on the tech, tech solution side, we have a range of programming, website development, and app mm-hmm. development uh, offerings. So, so we bring that all together. I was guessing you're clients. bringing this all together, and now you're adding this HR capacity yeah. to it. This is like turnkey stuff going on Very right exciting. here. Absolutely. <laughs> so, so sure. What was what was the, the the main pitch for what was going on with HR Imagine? Yeah, so you know, HR Imagine was a consulting um, company that, as you can imagine, focused on HR. No pun intended there. Exactly. Um, and really, it was focused on you know mid to smaller sized um, organizations, companies in Pittsburgh, 
um, who truly needed uh, both strategic and tactical uh, HR advice okay. and, and support. Yeah. Um, and um, I met Judy actually at the local HR conference here in Pittsburgh uh-huh. back in October. Oh, really? Okay, um, wait a second. Yeah, so cards were exchanged, and yes. all of a sudden, like, three months later, <laughs> there was some coffee involved too. <laughs> okay. That's right. That's right. That's right. You can't do anything in Pittsburgh without coffee. No, no, no. Um, so um, we we chatted, and it, there were just a lot of synergies between our two organizations and. You know, the interesting thing about HR, because it's people-based, is no matter what um, type of function or solution you're trying to solve, right, it involves people. And it's figuring out how do you motivate and engage people and retain them to, to execute on your strategy ultimately. Very much so. And at the end of the day, people, that's where it all comes down to. Exactly. All, of all the solutions that you put into a company, if the people aren't aligned with that, it's not going to go so well. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm excited to know that like you have this kind of HP hanging out with you to really bring everything that Aspirant does right home to the customer. And I think it's probably definitely setting you apart in the marketplace as well too, Judy. Is that true? It is. It absolutely is. So bringing in HR Imagined and Cheryl offers open this huge additional HR experience and expertise that we didn't have uh, before she came on. And so, you know, there's a lot of materials, playbooks, uh, information, background that she brings and that the company brings to the table. So the HR Imagined offering, augmenting that with what we already do around Mm -hmm. The technology space and being able to bring that together is going to help us and help our clients. Oh, without a doubt, without a doubt. Yeah. So, how 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 is that show rolling up into this then? So, how is she being deployed as you guys have uh, your engagements <laughs> with your uh, customers? Be a parachute right <laughs> yeah, over, exactly, uh... right over, <laughs> bowed overhead. Okay, Cheryl, jump. <laughs> That's kind of what it's felt like the past as couple it, of oh, weeks. Yeah. yeah, just jumped right in. <laughs> so, it, I think at the conference when we were talking, we saw these. We we envisioned all these amazing, you know, joint projects that we would do and the okay. reality is we have been so busy right um, since that time we've <laughs> barely seen each other no. Uh, but no I think um, you know Cheryl plays a great role she she does tactical strategy HR uh, or tactical HR in the sense of helping um, helping companies really uh, understand what they need to do day to day especially s- small companies who may not have their HR folks in house right how do you know the really, outsourced person yeah. that can and make sure that yeah. the right things are being done so terrible things don't happen. <laughs> <laughs> Paying attention to those critical things when you when you don't have somebody full-time, but then also spans to be able to work on some of those strategic, more CHRO, larger company okay. issues on, you know, what do you want to do with your people three, four, five years down the road? You know, as you're growing, how are you starting to plan for those things? Very cool. Yeah, I mean, probably, you know, most, um, I guess, your audience, you know, being tech, you know, we work with a lot of startup companies, especially a lot of startup technology companies, and they're facing the same thing. You know, they're not quite large enough that they're ready to hire a full-time HR person, but they know that they have some compliance things they need to check the box on, exactly. right? Um, you know, unfortunately, maybe some disciplinary things they need to deal with. Ooh, the worst part, I you're know. like, look, would you please not be a though. jerk to everybody? <laughs> like, come on, I'm going to have to put this in your file now. <laughs> uh, although the that. files are virtual now, as they should be. <laughs> no, no paper, no paper. I don't want anything in my virtual file either. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and the other big thing, too, for, for a lot of our startup clients is, 
you know, a lot of them are preparing or trying to prepare in the future for either a possible acquisition or merger with a larger company. And they got to make sure that stuff's in line, exactly. right? Because that, that can kill a deal. Exactly. They can't exactly. go in. Somebody can acquire them. You haven't been taking care of HR. There could be some liabilities there exactly. that we're not aware of, and we buy you. And now we're liable exactly. for something you didn't take care yes. of. Yes. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So, exactly so, right. So, 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 Judy, you've been really excited to announce to your current portfolio clients that that you have this capability brought on. And now you can lead into the market saying, hey, we can start with HR and then start telling people, well, now we can help with some of your tech stuff too. <laughs> That's right. So you kind of have this dual-pronged attack now, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It, so for our current clients that we have uh, from an aspirant perspective, it yeah. opens up that deeper HR support that we can provide them. Mm-hmm. And I think for the smaller companies that we've been working with on um, not quite as infrequent basis and certainly uh, the HR Imagine clients, it opens up this broad Broader, mm-hmm. broader portfolio. So it's allowed us to really be able to pivot in multiple ways. Definitely. Yeah. So how long were you doing H, uh, HR Imagined? So um, I am pretty fortunate because I started HR Imagine January 1st, 2019. What? Wait a second. Back up. Okay, this is interesting. So you're like, yeah, trucking along with your own place. Exactly. Like, Mind my own business. Ten months you know? later, like, I think we need to acquire you. Like, yes, we you snapped did. it up. We yeah. snapped it. Okay, cool. Excellent. Yeah. Well, before that, then, what were you deciding? You were saying, I'm going to start my own company, knowing you would sell it so quickly. <laughs> well, I did not know I would sell it so quickly. But um, no, prior to that, I had spent, um, gosh, well over uh, 17 years in yeah. a variety of HR roles and gotcha. IT as mm-hmm. well. Um, so um, I had decided to take the plunge to be you know, independent. I knew I could provide value in particular to the mid-market and small companies. Right. Um, and, you know, when you live in Pittsburgh, it's a six degrees of separation. You know, you it's know two. enough people. It's two. That's true. You're Come right. On, it's man. two. Six is too many. Two. Um, I see you at the Eco Beaster every day. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, but do you know what I'm ordering every uh, day? Usually it's the soup. <laughs> I'm not sure which one. <laughs> Just Are we allowed to curse on radio? No. All right. All right. Chicken noodle. So, yeah. So I'm thrilled. Um, I'm thrilled to be joining, to have joined yeah. um, Aspirant because I think the other thing is their, their folks are – um, you know, a group of people that are not only come from the consult consulting, but also have worked at industry. And I think Definitely. that's really that's important. So important. Yeah, they need to know it's like to be in the exactly. Trenches. So here's something: I, I, every show when we have companies on, and I, I never make this like a sales pitch because it's not about the sales mm-hmm. pitch for us. But I want people to know that there's really friendly men and women behind these companies that you can yeah. approach. And if someone's listening, like, no, I think I need some HR thing, but, oh, it's probably too much money or, oh, they're, they're too busy to talk to me. It's like, no, 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 no. I think they should reach out to you, right? Because, as you said, I like the fact that you're working with small companies because yeah. it's so fundamental to get in there early before any big mistakes are made. Yep. And, you can, and you can do that. So what's the best way for people to engage with you guys? Reach out to you on LinkedIn, go through your website. Uh, what's the best way? All of the above. Okay. Yeah, we're, we're out on LinkedIn, uh, pretty active out there. We have a Twitter account, um, uh, our website www.aspirant.com mm-hmm. easy to get us we we are we love these conversations yeah. you know it, what it's we, about talking we to people having grabbing a cup of coffee do. like you did yes yeah and, and so crazy things happen for meetings you might just get bought you, <laughs> <laughs> that's true <laughs> yeah 
Yeah. So we're always up for a cup of coffee right. or a conversation, a phone conversation, whatever, with no strings attached, just to have understand what's going on and, exactly. and learn more about other people too. Actually, and sometimes those conversations like you can't help you right now, but maybe six months later or a year later, and it's just a connection that's been built because it's Pittsburgh here. We can talk yes. to each other, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Especially when we're hanging out here at Nova Place together too. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we've got great coffee over here with Commonplace in the building. We do. So, yeah. Yes. The cappuccinos do. are the best. I do enjoy it over there. <laughs> maybe a little too much. <laughs> I can't think of guys enough for stopping by Tech Vibe. Once again, the website, aspirant.com. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. New HR services added via HR Imagine. So congratulations. I think it's such a great deal for everyone involved there. Thank you so much. Thanks, Thanks for having <laughs> us. Thank you. Absolutely. Hey, we're taking a quick break. A ton more Tech Vibe is coming your way, I swear. This is Jonathan Kirsten with the Pittsburgh Technology Council. Learn more about us at pghtech.org. Welcome back, everybody. You are listening to Tech Five Radio, and I always say, Audrey, what? sometimes it's too much fun doing this show. It's so much fun. Yeah, it's we, like, do we get paid to do? We this? We get paid to do this, we believe did. it or not, and talk to the coolest people in Pittsburgh. I am so stoked, and not just Emily people in on Pittsburgh. the show. Exactly, I got to jump right in. Jump I got to, I got to cut it. you off. Cut me off. Okay, we have Emily Mercurio, Civic Mapper. Yes, how are you? Doing great. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Well, so what is going on? What are you doing? Tell everyone, set, it, set the table so people know what Civic Mapper is. Okay. Civic Mapper is a geospatial technology company based here in Pittsburgh, founded in 2015 to provide a whole plethora of geospatial services, uh, starting from data collection to uh, advanced mapping to uh, map, web map development and beyond. Um, and we've been real busy this year. Um, putting in a lot of proposals for doing public projects, but also uh, continuing our work with not-for-profits. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So we've had a we've had a great year. We think um, next year is going to be even better. And in between all that, I noticed you kind of wrote a pretty cool, cool article on LinkedIn. We were cruising around, and I saw yeah. this thing about Pittsburgh being this epicenter of geospatial technology. And I was like reading through it, and my mind was going, pow, pow, pow. we kept exploding my brains. I didn't realize. How many cool companies, of course, including Civic Mapper, that are playing into this whole ecosystem of geospatial companies? So I kind of wanted to nerd out a little bit about this article and really how Pittsburgh is leading the way in this. You really are. It's an amazing thing. And I never thought, um, you know, coming from Pittsburgh, I never thought I'd be returning here for one. (laughs) I never thought to come back here again. Now I'm building a company here. (laughs) Right, building a company here, but also being in this, um, like, candy land of geospatial technology. I like that. The candy Candy land. land. (laughs) That could be a game. Can we create a game? We should. It'll be a map. (laughs) We'll start there. Right. It sounds delicious. Candy land was a map. (laughs) Candy land was a map, and we won't use candy. That's right. Yeah. I love that. But no, it's been um, really interesting through the past year, especially. I've talked to a lot of companies that are using this type of technology in their products and services. Um, and um, Civic Mapper, it's it's what we do um, completely. I mean, we are a geospatial technology company. That is our uh, service and our, our product that we're developing. But um, as I've been talking with all these companies in Pittsburgh and um, looking at what everyone's doing, I'm noticing how much that this particular technology, which was always kind of a niche technology, is really becoming part of our um, technology lexicon. And there's um, some really innovative work happening here. Um, thanks to the autonomous vehicle types of So do you um, think that's why it's Candyland to you? I think that it's definitely a driver because we're attracting some amazing talent here that specialize in this. 
Um, we're developing new and uh, emerging technologies and using geospatial in really innovative ways. Um, from the data collection piece to the hardware and software development piece. So I think that that's definitely a, um, a star on top of the right. on top of the Candyland um, game that we're going to create here. Yeah, but, um, mm-hmm. but but seriously, it's um, it's really incredible. But aside from that, because that's a lot of proprietary stuff there that it's not really you know out there as much. Um, there's still a lot of other companies and startups that are using this that have always used it, but they're really taking it to the next level. Huh. So while geospatial okay. might yeah. not really be like their primary thing that they're doing, it's not their primary product, it's definitely uh, a component that's being implemented um, to make what they're doing so special. So I really wanted to just like m- for myself get my arms around this. Um, and then I, I just did a lot of research and, and asked people for their input. Um, and I, I wrote like my own version of like their elevator pitch <laughs> for all of those companies, just like how I understood it and what their website said and um, what I've what I've you know talked with them about. So so I really would just wanted to create this cohesive piece and then tie it also back to Lewis and Clark because that was a that's um, the part that got me because I'm yeah, a history nerd. And yeah, I was like, right. wait a second, you're right. Lewis Wait, and Clark so took off from Pittsburgh. Right, go ahead. Go yeah, on. so um, so they they set sail from from Pittsburgh in 1803 to do this amazing mapping project. And what was so interesting is that, um, like, once again, Pittsburgh is kind of like the launching place of this great new world for creating maps and sharing information with people. So um, I just wanted to like tie that concept into it. Um, and I, I wrote in the article that the, the tools that Lewis and Clark use, like while they sound like something out of a steampunk novel, um, like that was the state of the art. Right. At the they were time. using leading right. edge technology. Yeah. yeah. Advanced technology. Right. right. And but that was state of the art at the time. And and what they did and how they did it is those components are still what people use. It's the fundamentals, right? It's the fundamentals. Yes. And we're still, and still doing it. Yeah, we're still doing it over two hundred years later. So, um, how did you get into this space? How did you? No pun intended. I'll get into uh, geospatial right. mapping. Um, <laughs> well, I'm a geologist by by training, by academic training. As you know, I have a doctorate in geology. And I found that no matter what job I was doing, I specialized in field geology in particular. So we're using a lot of maps in the field. You know, you're drawing and um, collecting data with a GPS um, and recording it in your field notebook. But I would take all that information and always bring it back to the computer and map it. So maps have always been my thing. I was drawing maps when I was a kid. I, I grew up on a farm, so I would, like, draw maps of the farm, just, nice. you know, like do little treasure any, maps. Do you have any of those? I don't think I have any of those. <laughs> we would like to see ones. one. Yeah, I'm sure, Absolutely. I'm sure they're great. Um, but, you know, it's just something I always uh, went back home to. Maps are my home. So um, that's, so that's what great. we're doing. And, and I found this great network of people to be working with. They have the same passion for geospatial that I do and um, yeah we're building this company and and so what's yeah. the website civicmapper.com and we will be relaunching that website probably early in 2020. Yeah. Make some changes make some changes yeah because we've pretty much had the same content for a couple of years but man have we grown and uh, exactly. you, know, you know become time wiser to, time to update it time to update it and if people want to check out the article go to LinkedIn and just search for Civic Mapper or for Emily Mercurio yeah you and can your article is right there right. yeah and I love it because as you pull it up like and I want to maybe dive into this just a little bit more like let's talk about some of the groups of companies that are really kind of changing the face 
sure. of what's kind of going on. And you kind of have it sectioned out into kind of three different categories or two, three different areas within yeah. geospatial, which I think is kind of important. Because so I wasn't even thinking about like 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 the nonprofit angle yeah. of this. The nonprofits need these these maps. They need to know where the data is and everything like that. So yes. where's the best place for us to start off? you think? Um, well, like, so we, we already talked about the autonomous vehicle and yeah. related technology companies, but um, but there's also uh, a group of companies that are using this type of technology to better uh, collect data about the built environment. Okay. And um, so I mentioned a few of those there. Um, and then we had another group um, that's using geospatial and mapping as a way to convey um, their product or to um, share information, uh, of analytical information to their customers. Okay. So that was another group. And then we have the engineering companies that have used this type of technology for a while to uh, meet the needs of their clients. And then we have the not-for-profits um, who have implemented mapping in some of the apps that they're creating um, and also uh, to uh, to better serve their uh, – or to do reporting, I suppose you'd right. say, to their funders. Exactly. I mean one of them you mentioned was 412 Food Rescue. Yes. Which is one of our favorite companies around Absolutely. here. I mean what they're doing is so cool and watching Leia grow that company we think is just fantastic. Yes. And so how they're using mapping technology to show where they're getting their deliveries from, to report the impact, to show how many tons of food yeah. they've been able to save and redistribute to people. So Absolutely. it goes to show you that you need that visual. You need that map yes. to show the impact. Yeah, and maps have never been more accessible as they are now. Like we're all used to looking at them. You know, thirty years ago we couldn't say that. Right. You know, it's, well, if you um, think about it, it maps are like the original data visualization tool, right? Yes. Because before you're taking data of, of of elevation and and just geography and making that into something that you can quickly see, mm -hmm. so I can see. 50 square miles on a sheet of paper. Yes. So to me, I always find it so interesting that like maps are just so important and we take them for granted. Yeah. And it's a great way to, um, to learn a lot at one time. You can put a okay. lot of different information on a map and you can draw a lot of interesting relationships between various data that are displayed spatially. Exactly. Well, were you into globes? Yeah. Oh, I always had a globe. I always had a globe. More of a map a person, but always in a globe. Yeah, <laughs> always was looking at that thing. There was right. one in my dad's office, I think. I just might be like, oh, where's Burundi? I know. Where's this? What's the capital <laughs> right. of this? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I absolutely. had a globe that where you could actually, like the mountains kind of popped up. Like it had like... Oh, like, a relief? Yeah, a relief, yes. a relief globe. I always thought that was... Very cool. Nothing. I know. I mean, it's so important to understand your sort of quote-unquote, place in the world. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's both humbling and exciting. It is. feel like that. So I can see, I really appreciate your perspective on... Totally. On sort of in bringing vigor and passion to something that many people take for granted. I mean, think about all the people, they just use their GPS or their ways and they just press the button and then they just go. Yes. Right? I mean, it wasn't that long ago that we didn't have that. And right. you had a sense of what your environment is. Definitely. I wonder now. When I was a news reporter. If like with the you, you just sort of navigate. If I wanted to go to your house, yeah. I can take 10 different ways, and I just listen to it. I'm not really immersed in my environment. Right. So exactly. it's incredible. I, it's been thrilling to watch you grow and, and, take this, and take all of this on. Thank you. And uh, what's 2020 going to be? I, um, I'm hoping that 2020 Civic Mapper will be uh, more involved in some larger public projects. Um, right now, we're on a team with uh, Southwestern Pennsylvania Commission working on the mm -hmm. Smart Moves Connections project mm -hmm. um, using our hybrid survey and map tool that we use for Pittsburghers for public transit to uh, and use this tool again to solicit um, feedback from the public on how they use transit 
and how they would like to use transit. Oh, that's that's, that's an important, important project. Yeah. Are you Absolutely. involved in the Hyperloop project? No, but I would love to be involved <laughs> okay, in the Hyperloop there you project. Go. If we know people, okay. we'll introduce you. <laughs> we know some people that Especially could... because I can map uh, subsurface. So that would be a great thing. Okay. Yeah. Duly noted. Yes. There we'll go and make Audrey, some connections Audrey's there. Make some connections well, for you. Yeah, right I want to say, hey, and while we do that, you and I go have lunch in Chicago. Let's do Same it. Same day. <laughs> we come back. Imagine that. Amazing. That would be incredible and much needed. Much needed. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Emily, thanks Emily, for stopping by. Thanks, you guys. You are one of our rock stars in this region. Thank you for all that you're building. Thank you so much. Great stuff. CivicMapper.com, of course. Check you guys out. And, uh, yeah, we're taking a quick break. We're coming back with a lot more Tech Vibe Radio. This is Jonathan Kirsting. And this is Audrey Russo. We're from the Pittsburgh Technology Council, and you can learn more about us and how we help tech companies by going to pghtech.org. Hey, follow us on Twitter. At, at PGH Tech. Welcome back. You are listening to Tech Vibe Radio here on KDK, and this is Jonathan Kirsting with the Pittsburgh Technology Council. And every night we bring you Tech Vibe. We always try to mix it up. We always bring in some great, fun guests. So many companies doing really cool, fun stuff, and some of it's very practical too. Stuff that your business absolutely needs. And uh, so happy to have Volta hanging out with us today. And uh, got some great guests hanging out with us. We have Monica Sprung, who's an account executive. And Scott, how about your last name? I might mess this up. I should have asked her before we went on air. And I don't want to catch myself in a jam. There's going to be a test afterwards. There Opaleski. Opaleski. Yep. Okay. I, was, I thought I was close. But I'm really – I think I might be world famous – for butchering people's names. That's okay. So, okay, I just didn't want to butcher your name. You know, it's called okay. If it makes you feel any better, I still can't pronounce it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Welcome to the show today. Really Thanks. Great to Thanks have for you guys us. hanging out with us as far as that goes. Before we get the ball rolling here, I just love giving backgrounds. Monica, what's your background and what do you do exactly with Involta? Sure, sure. As you mentioned, uh, I'm account executive with Involta. Yeah. I've been in IT sales locally in the Pittsburgh market for a little over 13 years. Excellent. So, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, it's constantly evolving and yeah. changing, and that's kind of what I love about it. Yeah. So, I mean, Involta's been in Pittsburgh market for a couple years now, right? Correct. Our grand opening was in October of 2017. Oh, my goodness. Wow, that's awesome. So, what was it about Involta saying, hey, you're Got some got some experience at that point, like when ten years in the business. What was it saying? Like, I want to work for uh, Involta. So for me, like I said, I've been in IT sales in Pittsburgh for 13 years, so I know the competitive landscape Definitely. very, very well. Yeah. Um, I've worked for a couple different organizations, and quite frankly, I wasn't looking at the time for a new position. That's always the best way, right? <laughs> it, is, it is. I'm not desperate to get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Um, they reached out to me. Mm -hmm. uh, this data center wasn't open yet um, okay. in Pittsburgh, so I went out to tour Akron, and to be quite frank with you, I was You're blown like, away. Knowing it what was, you know about the industry, like, I gotta, I'm glad you guys reached out to me, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. For sure. It's, I, I jumped on board. Plus, meeting the executives. They were just super impressive and down to earth. Okay. And just knew I could learn a lot from them. Yeah, and, and expand as far as that goes. Very For cool. sure. Absolutely, absolutely. So, Scott, what's your background? Um, uh, Multi-talented. Yeah, and I know, I know you have some radio experience. Have you got me 15 all? 15 years like, broadcasting awesome. experience and uh, 30 years experience in IT. So uh, I, I've been around the block. So and how, how did those two worlds kind of come together? Um, well, I figured out uh, I wasn't going to become the rich and famous DJ in radio. So you I, 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 <laughs> I fell back on something that I thought everybody could use, and that's yeah. technology. And uh, I landed my first role out of the Air Force. So I'm okay. an Air Force veteran. Cool. And, uh, Fantastic. And uh, just – 
expanded from there, you know, through a bunch of different uh, companies in the Silicon Valley, okay. and uh, then found my way here to Pittsburgh. Oh, really? So you're not not a Pittsburgh native? Not native. Okay. I, I, I call myself, I, I'm, I'm inserted, and inserted. now I call Pittsburgh my home. That's cool. Very good. I'm glad that Pittsburgh has you here. Absolutely. And what was it about in Volta saying, hey, man, i got to hang out with you guys? This was a very interesting journey. I, I actually chased in Volta for two years, and, uh, and, and I was really excited about what they were doing okay. in, in the market. And yeah. especially in the Pittsburgh region uh, with the new data center, uh, because not a lot of, uh, of organizations do what we do from okay. a holistic approach. Yeah. Um, and, and we've really uh, broke ground on some some really nice technologies where by which the uh, industry here in Pittsburgh can take advantage of. And I just really cool. love that. And I, I, I jumped on it. Definitely. Well, maybe give our listeners a, a quick tour. What are the kind of the key things that Involta does? I mean, obviously, I know that the data center is really anchoring you guys. That's really setting you guys apart. But what are like the key ways, the key the key services that you you have out there? For sure, for sure. So as you mentioned, we started uh, twelve years ago in the data center industry when we opened our first data center. Mm-hmm. Since then, we've expanded. We have fourteen data centers across the country. Fourteen of them. Fourteen. Oh man, mm-hmm. that's a lot of backup generators. <laughs> <laughs> it like is twenty eight of them or something like that, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Sometimes more. Um, and from there, as technology evolved, we obviously wanted to evolve with it. Mm-hmm. So we now are considered an IT hybrid IT provider. Okay. So we can take a holistic look at our customers' environment and footprint and make recommendations, whether that's on-prem with our state-of-the-art data centers, right. whether that's in our secure private cloud, or it could be in the public cloud as we partner closely with AWS, Azure, and Google. Definitely. We have a ton of expertise behind that. So it's, it's really cool to kind of – be a part of that so and the you're, evolution. You're, custom, you're customizing solutions for each each customer. That you yeah, have. very much. So. Everyone has different needs as far as that goes. I know for the longest time it was just you got to be in the cloud. Okay, uh, <laughs> sure, but, but it's, it's more than just being in the cloud. Right, like right, said. absolutely. So maybe tell us about that. I mean, uh, how this works. I mean, obviously, like you said, sometimes things have to be on premise. Sometimes things can kind of toggle back and forth based on yeah, the absolutely. type of data and what, when you need to access it. Yeah, I think the biggest thing to to debunk is let, let's talk about what the cloud is not first. And, I like and, that approach. <laughs> what is not the cloud? The cloud is not rainbows and unicorns. Oh, I wish okay? it was. <laughs> so um, uh, the nice thing about it is we've come full circle in technology. Yeah. Uh, where back in the 60s you were sharing time on a mainframe. Right. Now you're sharing time in virtualization space. It's kind of funny how that computer. works, right? So we've come full circle in technology. Very cool. I love it. And the the nice thing about the cloud is, is uh, a lot of people are running to it. And that's okay. That's exciting. But to, to build that foundation first is what's most important because because if you don't have that foundation and you don't get the workloads in the right space, then you start to get that uh, that adverse effect of what you were really setting out to go and do. Exactly. And so that's what we help with here at Involta. We, we break down each person's environment, their solutions, their requirements, and really try to find the best space for them to sit. Because some things might be a best fit to sit in a, a co-location in an on-premise location data center. It could sit in the cloud. Uh, it could be a multitude of all of those. And the nice thing about Involta in our cloud is we just did an expansion uh, to our cloud services, our Involta cloud services, uh, to where it's now powered by Morpheus. And huh. what's nice okay. about that is right. we control the matrix. So Ooh, okay. <laughs> you like see where I went there? Like uh, so Morpheus allows us to... Uh, uh, ingest and allow customers to manage disparate cloud ecosystems. So whether you're in an AWS or you're in Azure or you're in the Involta cloud or you've got on-prem virtualization, okay. it's all through a single pane of glass. Now. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, make it just streamlining it, right? Getting Very much the one interface for it. Absolutely. Very cool. But the big thing there too is don't get. Uh, 
don't get into the cloud without knowing the the, the steps it needs uh, you need to take to get there. So the training is right. going to be different. The ecosystems are a little bit different. So you're going to be new bells and whistles, and you want to make sure that you don't get proliferation in the cloud like you can get with a physical environment. Very much. So Monica, so obviously the, this is why I think it's exciting for our listeners to learn about this because I always tell our listeners like these are people you can talk to. So someone's going to approach you, not necessarily knowing the solution. So they're they're going to work with you. You're going to give them the analysis and, and really look at their business processes, look at what their needs are and where their problems are, and based on that, come up with this custom solution. So they're they're covered. That's correct, one hundred percent correct. Yeah, we're looking at efficiencies. Uh, okay. We're looking at what the business drivers and business goals are at the end of the day. Gotcha. And we're also looking at ROI. So we want to make sure we're providing the most cost cost effective approach, but also is going to hit hit on the business outcomes that they're looking to. Absolutely. Is there a sweet spot for the size of a company that you work with? I mean, I'm, I, I mean, every company has some massive. Even the smallest company can have really big data needs. I mean, I look at some of the startup companies that are members of the tech council. And I'm looking at the data they're crunching every day. I'm like, wow, man, like you're only two people, <laughs> but you need some serious server capacity. So who is the typical customer? Honestly, it's across the board. Yeah, okay. um, yeah we have everyone from a 20-person organization up to, up to the largest employer in southwestern Pennsylvania. The largest so. employer in southwestern Pennsylvania? <laughs> Who could that be? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Check the skyline. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. That's really good to know. And that's why I tell people, reach out. Like, because these are these. I honestly feel like these are the types of decisions that when you're building your business, that if you don't get it right the first time, it's going to cost you a lot more to unwind some bad decisions or some quick sales pitches saying we can just right. make this a snap. Some people say they're going to make it very easy for you. They're just going to migrate you to a server somewhere, and then right. that's not necessarily going to help you, but maybe make it worse. That's the biggest thing is is putting that foundation in place, and that that even goes into the conversation that you were talking about in the very beginning. Right, and it's the security elements of this is is, is true and part of the cloud. Uh, whether you're you're on your very beginning journey parts or you're you're mature in the cloud, uh, that security element, that security posture is, is utmost important because if you don't have that foundation in place, you can have adverse effects and really bad things. So, uh, what we like to tell people is look at your vulnerabilities. You know, identify those vulnerabilities, uh, get them written down, get them documented. Definitely. It's not that you're doing something wrong. No, but it's just but you, the the the, the, right. the landscape of cybersecurity is changing by the minute. So. Second. To second, try to man. yeah, the millisecond it just yeah, changed. It did. Um, but to, to to stay ahead of it is to have those uh, regular cadence of, of vulnerability scans, penetration scans, things like that that allow you to have line of sight to where you can make improvements in your organization and you know improve your cloud, improve your colocation, improve your entire uh, uh, security presence, but also your cloud presence as well. That's why everyone has to go to involta.com to check this out. Absolutely. Because there's so much to learn there. It's a great dive-in point because you can start seeing what's – actually, your site's a great resource for information there. You've got a lot of this there where you can kind of, you can kind of geek out on a little bit. Geek out with anybody. Exactly. <laughs> and then realize like, you can, they, can lean, they can lean on you guys for the, the right solution. So you've got a couple minutes left. It goes by too fast and it, it kills does. me. It does. I want to ask you a little bit about security when it comes to this. I think a top concern is – oh, my gosh, all my most important data in the world is going to be hanging out on servers that I can't see, touch, see, or smell, or anything like that. Like, how safe is this? And obviously, as you said, security is changing by the second. It is changing by the second. How do you guys stay on top of that? So you know, we've got a really large uh, uh, part of our organization of, uh, of our SOC services, okay. um, so security operation centers. Mm -hmm. uh, for those who don't know what SOC stands for, it's not what's them, on your feet. I call them Argyle centers. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so we have a nice SOC uh, service organization that allows us to have 
have line of sight for all of our customers. Uh, and we are the eyes and ears on the tracks that watch your organization 24-7 mm-hmm. and take those events that happen and build a triage around that and prevent them from happening in the future. Uh, and then staying on top of that with those regular cadence of, of, of assessments and pen tests and things like that. But it, it really comes to uh, our, you know, people will look at, well, I, I only need to secure my my uh, servers. Well, it's not that. It's that holistic approach. So we have the total right. defense line of security where we protect from the endpoint all the way uh, through the data center. So it's a, a total uh, a total protection uh, from a holistic approach. Absolutely. Involta.com. Got to check it out. Monica, Scott, thanks for hanging out with us today. Absolutely. Thanks for Thank having us. Great stuff. It goes by too fast. That's why I say really go to the site and check it out because there's so much to learn about this, and you guys are definitely on top of it. And I'm so glad you guys are here in Pittsburgh. Absolutely. To keep growing this. So thanks for, thanks for being part of Tech Vibe tonight. Thanks, thanks for so having much. I appreciate your time. Absolutely. Hey, another Tech Vibe under the belt, but do not fret. Next Wednesday, we're back on the air as we always are. And in case you're jonesing for more Tech Vibe, which can happen, you get a hankering or pang for more Tech Vibe, just go to iCloud. Go to iTunes, go to Stitcher, go to uh, go to Spotify, any of your platforms. Tech Vibe's there for the download. I think we have over 5,000 interviews hanging out there. It's kind of ridiculous but kind of fun. You can nerd out on Pittsburgh's <laughs> tech sector right there. Hey, this is Jonathan Kirsten with the Pittsburgh Tech Council. Learn more about us at pghtech.org. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.